This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Love Star. Of the Star. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Fan in Dallas. That is your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And he is the co-host of the Draft Show, where he will be bringing you three days of motivated, detailed, Wonderful coverage for DallasCowboys.com and simulcast on 105 through the fan. Brian Broaddus, how are you? Doing great, Bobby. And yes, that is Bobby Belt, the voice you hear there. He is of Sean and RJ and Bobby, 530 to 10, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan. He's also the uh, Cowboy Insider for 105.3 The Fan. He is also the co-host of the draft show and will be with us those three days that he mentioned. And he also is soon to win an award for this podcast, The Love of the Star. So, Robert, great to be with you. Happy Draft Eve, sir. Boy, it's finally here. And while it's a, a very exciting time, uh, I don't know about you, Brian. You're you're probably a little bit different than I am. I, th- I think you feel like you don't want it to end. Like this is, the, this is it, but you, you, you kind of don't want it to end. I'm different in that. I'm so excited for it, but I'm also very excited about the idea of Sunday because this has been a marathon. It's been a it, it has been an absolute marathon, and I'm I'm ready to find out which players are here with the Cowboys and where they're going to go moving forward. How this team's going to look next year, and there are going to be some pretty big pieces here. Uh, but but I bet you you wish you could extend this thing out over the course of two months and just do do the draft over two months and be able to to do this for you know the rest of your life. I've, I've always felt like this, Bobby, that the NFL would be a great job if you didn't actually have to play games. Like, all you get to do is, like, you can evaluate and draft and put boards together and stuff like that. So, yeah, this this has always been my favorite time of the year. I started back on this. Now, the scouts have started on this for these teams all the way back to August, you know, when the season training camp you know, out at camp, and then you start to do your various, get your school calls ready. So this has been a long journey for the scouts. And, but for myself and others who work on this draft, you know, my day of starting was December 1st, able to get through 210 players. 
Super, super excited to be working with 105.3 The Fan and then DallasCowboys.com on this draft because, you know, we've been doing it now. The draft show has been 11, 12 years now. Some great, uh, you know, personalities have been a part of it. Some of the best draft coverage, uh, you know, uh, around when you look at the three days, the wall-to-wall stuff that we're able to do. So super excited. Yeah, I, but I am, I am too, I'm with you, Bobby. There's to a point in time, though, where you do need to say, let's see which direction this thing is going to go. And then it, it kind of, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's really satisfying in that way when it's, when it's all said and done on that, uh, on that uh, Saturday afternoon when Mr. Irrelevant is selected. Well, before we go into an extended mailbag uh, to finish up our final show before the first round of the NFL draft, because I'll be honest, uh, Brian and I both were looking at it and we're like, we don't know which angle to cut at this. We 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 no. did it from every angle we know how. So we're, now we're just going to turn it over to you guys, let you guys tell us what remaining questions you have left and we'll knock those out. But for this first segment, Daniel Jeremiah over at NFL Network just dropped his final mock draft. Uh, right as we were getting ready to record here. And so I thought it'd be interesting to kind of go down the list, see what he's got here in the first round, because Daniel's very plugged in. His last mock is usually pretty accurate, uh, can, you know, relative to the rest of, of the NFL draft community. I mean, nobody's super accurate because things, just unpredictable things happen, but he he's always got a really good sense on, on a few things. So I'm going to run down this list with you here, Brian, and we're going to take a look at who... Daniel Jeremiah is projecting at a couple of different spots, including uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. But the number one overall pick is Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama to the Carolina Panthers. And he's got an interesting projection right out of the gate, Brian. He has C.J. Stroud going number two to the Houston Texans. And then he has the Texans picking at three. He has the Cardinals bailing out of that pick, going back to 12, and the Texans coming back up to get Will Anderson. How good do you think the Texans should feel if they come out of this draft and they get Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud? I tell you, they should feel really good about their situation there. And, and then just if folks don't know Daniel Jeremiah, by the way, if you're new and you, you don't, he you mentioned the NFL. He was a scout for, uh, for several teams, a seven-year veteran scout, so he's lived this. He's a lot like me in the way that he has a lot of connections. He's a lot younger than me. A lot of his guys are still in the league. A lot of my guys have, have become general managers and stuff like that. And so they, you know, the gang of seven, very helpful to me when we're doing these things. He's very well connected, as you mentioned. So yeah, uh, there's, you know, the the thing that the thing that is interesting about Stroud being second overall pick is that Nick Cesario, the general manager in Houston, must have got his way. The coaches there, uh, you know, when you when you D'Amico Ryan's, who's the head coach, a lot of the coaches he brought on the offensive side of the ball were from the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are a big S2 team, that testing, uh, the yeah. testing team. And so they really do believe in that. And if you, you know, if the the scores for Stroud were not you know, ideal, the scores that were leaked or whatever, if there was were the actual scores or not, maybe it was something that was false. You know, maybe we'll find – I know Stroud has come out and said, hey, listen, I don't have to apologize for anything. I'm all about playing football and all that. So, you know, if that's the case, Nick Cesario, maybe he wasn't a big S2 guy. Maybe he convinced his coaches, hey, we've got to have a quarterback. Stroud's the best option here. You know, even though that that S2 scores weren't as high 
uh, from what we've seen and you know for other quarterbacks. So this would be a very interesting development if that's the case. I know John McClain, the retired writer from the Houston paper, who's long time connected with all the way back to the Oilers, now the Texans and all that. He's got Will Levis going second overall. So you got two quarterbacks, you know, now, but again, Daniel Jeremiah, very connected guy. Well, and Lance Zerline, another guy in Houston, has uh, had Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech tied to them. So there's a lot of confusion about what's going to happen at the top, but that'd be incredible if the Texans moved up, had the number two and the number three pick. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Daniel Jeremiah has Will Levis. There you go. Kentucky. The Seahawks at five. He has Jalen Carter from Georgia. And he says half of the league sources I talk to say Carter will be the pick for the Seahawks. The other half has told me there is zero chance he'll go to the Seahawks at five. And so he doesn't know who to believe. And so he's just, he's going to say Seattle. Uh, I think he's covering his bases there. Yeah. I think he, I think he's just saying, you know, John Snyder, you know, John, I, John did a good job drafting, you know, last couple of years, my old intern from the Packers has done a really nice job up there, you know, with, and he's been there a long time and they, they kind of got things figured out. They move on from Russell Wilson, uh, they get this pick from the Broncos. It ends up being a top five pick. You can't ask for anything better to add a player uh, like a Jalen Carter. I know we had in the draft show mock draft today, Carter somehow with the warts and all that slid all the way down to us at, at 26. And, you know, we were able to to have that opportunity to select him. But I, I will say that, you know, he, he's, he is hedging his bets a little bit here because I think 50% of the league – Kind of believes that you know there's some there's some really some issues with Jalen Carter. There are some issues that you're going to have to deal with, maturity issues. You know, is he always telling the truth or things? You know, what what what's going on with this particular player? The tape is outstanding. It's the other things that you have to get through in order to see the player get to the field that it could be a little bit of an issue. Number six, the Lions take cornerback Devin Witherspoon first off the board before Porter or Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, number seven, the Raiders take Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons take Bijan Robinson from Texas. There's starting to be some smoke around Atlanta and Bijan Robinson, and I do know they like him. Yeah, Bijan. Uh, yeah, so Bijan. That's, that's an interesting one. No, no, Bijan Robinson, and then you're talking about. Uh, you know, you're talking about your Georgia, the Georgia defensive end. There are guys that I think are getting a lot. Of, Nolan Smith are getting a lot of play there at that Atlanta spot at eight. Number nine, the Bears take Tyree Wilson from Tech. Daniel Jeremiah notes Wilson could easily go second overall to the Texans. So yep. that is still in play, apparently. Number 10, the Eagles take Nolan Smith, edge rusher, Georgia. Yeah. I think that I think that's going to happen. That's how he's mo. He's going to try and build through the lines, whether it's defensive line, offensive line. I, I thought there was a possibility that the Bijan Robinson that was getting a little bit of traction. I think Philadelphia, the fans, the media, they're kind of lining up trying to get Bijan Robinson there. But if in fact that he goes to Atlanta, there's some talk that maybe how he was trying to get to Detroit spot to get ahead of of uh, Atlanta to maybe to maybe make a, a pick there with if, in, in fact, that he was interested in if, if Nolan Smith uh, was going to maybe go to Atlanta. Number 11, the Titans take the first receiver off the board. Any guesses? I'm going to say the Titans probably went with Jordan Addison. 
Daniel Jeremiah has Zay Flowers going number eleven. Ah, here we go. Boston College. There you go. Uh, did get an invite to the to the draft. One of seventeen to get it. That's usually an indication from the league. I think you're going in the first round. Uh, good for 12, him. The Cardinals, who traded back with the Texans, take Paris Johnson, tackle from Ohio State. There's been some smoke around that connection. Uh, number thirteen, the new owner of the number thirteen pick, the Green Bay Packers, select Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. Okay, now uh, let me thoughts I, on I, that pick. Yeah, I'll give you some thoughts on that because I kind of feel like that Green Bay's in a situation where let me pull up my notes if I can real quick. I apologize. I'm not as uh as prepared as I need to be. You're I should good. Have, I should have had my I should have had my notes rocking and ready to go. Okay, with the Packers, I think with the Packers, you're kind of in a situation looking at edges, looking at offensive tackles, tight ends, and wide receivers. I I'm getting. I was getting a really, really strong vibe that uh, Broderick Jones tackle Georgia. Keep that one in mind at 13, because they're thinking about with David Bakhtiari moving on for him after this season. They feel like they could play Broderick Jones at guard and then shift him out to offensive tackle. So there's some questions. I, I believe the other tackle there. Uh, is uh, on a on a tender on a tender number uh, as well. So they're they're maybe thinking about doing this this offensive line thing now instead of down the road. Next pick, New England Patriots select Lucas Van Ness, edge from Iowa. That would be a fake pen throw for you. You're not a big fan of Lucas Van Ness. I, you know what? I and I'll admit it. I will admit it. If you know, I like the player. Don't get me wrong. I like the player. I just don't see a top ten player. And and I, I'm sorry. I just don't. And I, I think there was some teams I was talking to. One of the guys said, "Hey, man, you're you're not wrong about him." But there's plenty of other really good scouts that have him as a top ten, top thirteen player. And if he's that, if he's the case, if that's the case, I'll always admit that I, I I messed him up. But I don't hate the player. I just I don't see a top ten player. That's it. Uh, Jets at fifteen select Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. That would be a little bit of a slide there. Gosh, uh, what I mean, you get Rodgers and Peter Skaronsky in a in a in one draft. How about that? Man, yeah, and you we we know uh, pressure up the middle, keeping Rodgers in that well. Yeah. So get you Peter Skaronsky, uh, tighten things up there. Number sixteen, the Commanders take Emmanuel Forbes, corner from Mississippi State. Mm. Smoke around that connection lately. Uh, seventeen, the Steelers, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia, who you just talked about potentially yeah. with Green, Green Bay. Bay. Green Bay, yeah. Number 18, the Lions select Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle Woo. from Pittsburgh. Woo. Number 19, the Buccaneers take wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Number 20, the Seahawks take Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. It's a little bit of a slide, isn't it? That'd be surprising if Richardson got all the way down to 20. I, it, it's a perfect pick for them. I know that people have kind of talked about that. Uh, you know, where would Richardson go there? Maybe the thought about he would go to the Raiders. I think if if Al Davis was still alive and, and running the draft for the Raiders, that Richardson wouldn't get past seven. That's an Al Davis kind of looking guy right there. A little bit mystery about the player, good athlete, tough, big, you know, kind of fits the profile. So, but for him to get to, to get down the board to the Seahawks, I think John Snyder would be super happy about that. 
two teams that there are uh, I, I would feel pretty good about uh, DJ's projections on these guys. Uh, number 21, the Los Angeles Chargers. Select does, Michael yeah. Mayer, Notre Dame tight end. Michael Mayer goes to, okay. And, and DJ is the uh, colored commentator, right? Him and, uh, Matt Money, him and Matt Money Smith are the two. Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, so Mayer's off the board now. It's. Was yeah, Mares off, off the board. Kincaid went to the Packers at 13. Okay. Next team that DJ wow. again some connections to. Pick 22. The Ravens take Deontay Banks, corner, Maryland. Good pick. Really good pick. There's some questions about him, though, uh, taking from the board to the field. But man, you watch him play. The kid is is a nice player. You su- you surprised that he would go ahead of Joey Porter Jr.? I'm kind of hoping that Joey, Joey Porter Jr. gets down to the Cowboys. I really do. Let's see. Let's see. Number 23, the Vikings select Jordan Addison, receiver USC. Uh, I know Dane Brugler's compared his footwork, his route running, similar to Stefan Diggs, a guy that the Vikings clearly liked uh, in the past. So that one wouldn't be a bad connection. Number 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Penn State. Okay, uh, let me the- read you. I, I, you know me. I've got some connections in Jacksonville. I've got yeah. I've got some I've got some connections in Jacksonville. I I didn't uh I didn't want to sit there and tell you uh I'm not gonna sit there. I, I couldn't get him to tell me the players, but here here's here's Jacksonville's needs. Corner makes a lot of sense. Outside linebacker, tackle, guard, tight end, inside pass rusher. So corner, outside linebacker, tackle, guard. So they're looking. So if Joey Porter was there. That would be that makes a lot of sense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number twenty-five, New York Giants select Brian Branch, defensive back, Alabama. Okay, I, I was think, on. I, yeah, I was on the Giants, uh, the Giants podcast one day, and they were talking about wide receivers, and they were talking about cornerbacks. Cornerbacks is what they were talking about. So, Branch, yeah, and that's a team that has a history of drafting receivers high. So, sure, let's go for it. Well, Branch would be defensive back, not a receiver. No, but, no, but, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I meant safeties. I meant they have a history of yeah, 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 yeah. safeties. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, Branch, corner safety, depending on how you view them, just in general, yeah. versatile people. Yeah. So, it comes to the Cowboys at pick 26. Again, I think DJ has some decent connections here in Dallas. Uh, and he is projecting Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrave with Darnell Wright from Tennessee on the board. I'll tell you what, I would take Darnell Wright all day, but you know, you have to. I, I would I would be surprised. No, no. I would be surprised if they There's, picked Musgrave over Wright. I, I would be shocked. I would be shocked concerning that. But you know what? I, I had a guy, I had a guy tell me yesterday, or actually today, I was driving around, and I'm not going to name the guy. Guy told me today, he goes, I am going to tell you who the Dallas Cowboys are going to take, but I'm going to tell you who I think they're going to take at 6.30 the day of the draft. So when the draft oh. starts, he's going to make me wait till 6.30, and then he's going to send me the text who I think the Cowboys are going to draft. Is it somebody who you – It's you, Oh, I respect this guy. I respect this guy. I respect this guy. I respect all right, this guy all right. This, that, that'll be good. Then, then you, you'll need to tune into DallasCowboys.com and uh, <laughs> 105.3 Fan Simulcast so that you can start yeah. hearing 
case that Brian's mysteriously dropping at 6.30 all of a sudden. But Luke Musgrave, that would be a surprise. I would love it. I've told I know you, you I, would. That I've told you for a while, I think they do like Musgrave. I don't know I that they, they do too. I don't know that they would I really don't know that they'd take him over Darnell Wright, but I wouldn't hate the pick. I do like Luke Musgrave a lot. I tell you what, if they did take that okay, Wright would be my 19th player, and I think I had Musgrave at 31. So yes. so I'm I'm kind of right there. Let me make sure that I I don't want to I don't want to lie to everybody. You know, I've already I I'm trying not to lie here. Let me see what we got here. Uh can't get my thing to to do what I want to do. I mean, why is that? Why why do I when I need technology to work, technology doesn't work for me? All right, here we go. Yeah, uh, let, me see, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, Luke, Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave. Okay, here we go. Broadus 31, Brugler 29. Dan, this is surprising. Daniel Jeremiah 38. You think so? Does he know something? Not, he might know something. He might know something. Cause you look at okay, I took my two, I took my 210 and I, you know, and I ranked them. I put my 210 in order. And then I went ahead and put Dame Brugler's list next to mine. I took 300, his 300, and I filled it in. And I took Je- Daniel Jeremiah's 150 and I filled it in. 31, 29, 38. That doesn't seem like a guy that's just trying to kind of follow Lance, his board. Lance Zerline, Lance Zerline, a guy that I think is uh, really good too. Lance Zerline had Musgrave as the number one tight end and number 13 overall. I've got Musgrave at 15. I like Musgrave a lot. I, I would be thrilled with it, but I'd be stunned if they if they went that direction. But it feels like maybe... How happy, when you saw that, how happy DJ were you? Something. How happy were you? You were so... You're like giddy right now. You're like, like a I'd, love I'd love he, it. I'd love it. I'd love to be thrilled. Is, the health, everything going to be good. You sure me the health? He's a he's a really good player. He is, but man, I and, and like you say, you're picking at 26. Uh, he, he, I got him at 31. I shouldn't have a problem with it. I only have a problem with it. I only, and maybe this is what this guy's going to tell me tomorrow that they're going to take Luke Musgrave. Maybe that's <laughs> what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if Wright was on the board and it was Wright and Musgrave, and as much as they can use a big time left guard potentially, man, I, I would that would be hard for me. I'd like, you know, I'm I'm gonna be out about the pick, but man, that would be hard for me. It really Look, if you if you were gonna ask me like who's most likely to be a, a or like who has the best chance, uh, the, you, the would seal- even, you would even take you would even kill- take. I will. I love Musgrave. I just, I don't know. You don't, I, you don't have I, you, you don't have right. You don't have right over Musgrave is what you're telling me right now. Yeah, I have Musgrave higher. Okay, then, then it makes sense. It makes absolute sense. It makes absolute sense what you're talking about. I I do have Kincaid. You. I do have Kincaid one above. Kincaid's fourteen. Musgrave's fifteen. Oh, you. But Kincaid's coward. not there in this scenario. You coward. You couldn't I, no, separate the two. Hmm? You couldn't separate the two. No, they're right next to each other. They're they're. The, I mean, I'd what be fine. What are we doing over there? Okay, how about a little separation between those two guys? Why do I have? Why can't I have two guys at the same position back to back? I put one above the other. It's just barely. Coward. 
I'm the no, 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 no. All right, now, real quick, before we finish up the segment, just for the, the interest, I'll run through the remaining picks in the first round. Yeah, please do. Johnson, 27 to the Bills. Who was that, um, Quentin Johnson? Quentin, yeah, Quentin, Quentin Johnson, 27 to the Bills, receiver from TCU. 28 to the Bengals, Keanu Benton, defensive tackle, Wisconsin. My guy. 50 on my board. Talked about him today on the draft show. He had a good question about him and a linebacker, right? That was a good question. Whoever, whoever. Yeah, it was that uh, Dan Henley. Uh, Dan Henley or, or, or Dan Benley or Benton. Yeah, or the Texas Coburn, right? Coburn? Yeah, yeah, because it was it was Henley and a defensive tackle in the fourth or Benton and uh, whatever. I don't remember which linebacker. Williams, Williams from Tulane. Yeah. 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 And so basically it just came down to, did you like he- Benton or Henley more? Um, I love Miles Murphy from Clemson goes 29 to the Saints. Jameer Gibbs 30 to the Eagles. I know you would not love Jameer Gibbs with the Eagles. That would uh, that would be tough. And then Great pick hit. 31, Darnell Wright to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's my, my my guy Andy Reid just keeps knocking it out of the park. That's why he picks last in every in every in every draft because he figures it out. I would have I tell you what, I, I am a fan of Musgrave, but if but if see if Andy took him at 31, you know what I would say, Bobby? I'd go, that's why they're the Super Bowl champs. That's why they're beating everybody. That's why, you know, I'd be I'd be yelling at the I'd be yeah. pointing I'd be my my do my Carl Loftus voice and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm Carl Loftus. That's what you'd be doing. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to uh, you're listening to Love of the Star. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> the Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, guys, uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've I've been telling you guys about them for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. uh, We love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, It warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, We're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers. Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, 
Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, so we're going to finish up here with just an extended mailbag of sorts. Uh, Get some final questions in here from our Love of the Star listeners. Uh, First question here from Spieth Island. Who is this year's potential version of the CD Lamb pick. So a guy I would guess who, yeah. who really has no business getting to you at 26, but by some miracle does. Bijan? Yeah, I think that Bijan Robinson would be the one that I, I to me it just it it screams it screams that you walk that minefield and you made it too. I, I tell you what, I would be just me personally, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if if Miles Murphy from Clemson, even though he went and, and Daniel Jeremiah, I get him as my 14th best player, you know, and maybe at the edge, I, I kind of feel like, man, this is, this guy, he, he is perfect for that edge player. He's always around the ball and stuff. If, if my 14th best player gets to me at 26, that's, that's a surprise. If my third best player gets to me at 26, that's a huge surprise. So I kind of feel like those would be the two guys that that I would that I would look at and say, "Wow, uh, man, the draft gods were smiling on me today." Next question here from Trey Davis: A realistic player the Cowboys would move up for in the draft? I kind of wonder, given DJ's mock, which we just went over. Yeah, if Skaronsky got to the middle of the first round, I at least would be interested. I don't know that they would, but I yeah. would. That would be. Yeah guy that I'd start be willing to call on and and, and yeah. trade up, a guy they'd be more likely to trade up for might be in the second round like if they're in the yeah. second worried about losing somebody who could get to him I don't know so much about the first I still think it's more likely they go back in the first than up yeah I think so too Bobby and we said this on the draft show today and I felt like the only way that Dallas would go up if somebody was trying to bail and just were selling their pick and they were yeah. selling their pick, and it wasn't going to be an overpay situation. Like much like the Cowboys during the the draft with Travis Frederick, they they got caught at eighteen. They weren't sure which way they wanted to go. They could have got a second round pick in San Francisco off their own chart. They could have picked a second round pick up. They took a third. So to me, it would have to be a a team ahead of me is just trying to bail and they want to go to a spot, they have an idea of a spot, and they're willing to sell their pick for a lot less value. That's the only way I see the Cowboys going up. Question here from Chris Tyler. Hypothetically, if one of the top four quarterbacks is still on the board, let's say Anthony Richardson, DJ's right, slides a little bit and gets over there to 26, what would be the compensation you'd want to trade back? So somebody wants to come up and get Richardson. Would you hold somebody hostage more than you would if it was for a non-quarterback? So you what you're thinking about where Seattle doesn't have Denver's pick in the second, right? Who's got who's, Yeah, let's who's look it? here. Look. Yeah, look, look look at a team. Give me a team. Give me a team that didn't pick a quarterback. See, Houston picked their quarterback, right? So yep. they they would be out. Seattle picked their quarterback in the Daniel Jeremiah draft, so they well. Would well, be this out. would this would be if Richardson slid past. Okay, Richardson sliding. Seattle has two picks, so if they didn't okay. take one, 
Let, let's let's look uh, down the list here, Brian. Uh, a New Orleans. The- New Orleans at forty. Okay, New Orleans at forty. So now I, I mean, or they're okay. at twenty nine. They'd have to jump up a little. What? What? Would you hold them hostage for that? Hey, if you want to come up from twenty nine, because this is a quarterback, you have to give us forty. That's steep for three spots, but you want a quarterback. What other pick? I mean, what's the? Do you have the? Do you have the chart in front of you? What the? What the? What the money is going to? Not the money, but what's the? Uh, what the different? What the point difference is? What the point difference is? I could pull that up from twenty from twenty nine to twenty six. Yeah. It is 60 points. So it's okay. a steep overpay. It's a steep, steep, steep but, overpay. But if you're holding them hostage and saying, we will give this to somebody else to come get the quarterback. Okay, if you go to 40, what is it? Uh, how many points is 40 worth? Yeah. Because you're worth 700. Am I right about yeah, 40 that? Yeah, 4,500. 4,500. 4,500. So it's a 200-point swing, right? Yep. So I need to come up with 200 points somehow. You know, that's what I, that's yeah. what I think you have to think about because I'm not just going to dive just to dive. You know what I'm saying? Okay, what about this? What, what about this, Brian? Washington I, is picking at, Washington's picking at 47, did not take a quarterback. Yeah. If you, got, if you moved back to 47, could you say, give me your first next year? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you're, they're, you, if, they're no, if you know when they're coming for a quarterback – you could sure hold them up for that. Sure. Absolutely you could. You know? So, and this is just hypothetical. I don't think any of the four quarterbacks. Oh, no. fact, I think five quarterbacks are gone before the Cowboys pick. But yeah. that's just me. But okay, let me let me just do this for you then, Bobby. At we're picking it, we're picking at 40, or where did you say we're picking at? Where we're we picking at with uh we're picking with, at Saints with 40, right? I'm gonna well, name the Saints the have 29 and 40. Okay. But we're going back. They we're, we're we're not going. They're not. They want us to go to forty, right? They yeah, want okay. us to go to forty. Okay, because they so want the quarterback in their first round. Okay, let's think about the names that potentially could be on that board. And I'm just looking at my. I'm just looking at my stack. Is all I'm looking mm-hmm. at, right? That's the only thing. If if my stack, say my say your stack is accurate. You know, say it's like okay. What are the possible? What are the possible players? Be there forty. So you got if your if your board is Avila, like your Avila is yeah, the you, first Avila is the first name okay, that comes to yeah. mind. Here we go. Here we go. Potentially guys like Mozzie Smith at thirty nine, right? Okay, I'll mm-hmm. go. I'll go up one higher. Potentially Will McDonald at thirty eight. Potentially Mozzie Smith at thirty nine. Keely Ringo on my board at forty. Okay, Van Ness he's already gone. Josh Downs forty two. DJ Turner. Michigan, corner, 43. Joe Tipman, center, Wisconsin, 44. Jack Campbell, linebacker, 45. Mm-hmm. Right, Brian, how many, how, many, how many Wisconsin centers can this organization draft? We're, we're, we're living here. Throw Tipman off. Just, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But like Tyler Scott at 46, you know, maybe the tight end, Tucker Craft at 49, you know, uh, uh, Cody Mack. How do you mock Mac? How do you say the Mal, name? Cody, mock, Mac, Mac, Mac. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mock Cody Mock or Mac. I, I always mess it up. I'm sorry if I do that. But but he, you know, he's a guy on my board at 48. So maybe, you know, that's the kind of player if you're if on your board, on your board, you have to determine what players could be there at 40 in order to make that to make that 
that uh, that fall. So I just gave you the guys on my board. You know, I mean I, that's uh, that that's kind of where I'm at for that. So I don't know. Is it worth trading back for the players I just named? I know Mozzie Smith was a guy that people were talking about. Well, Will McDonald, people are talking about him at 26. You know, is he there at 30? Inter- you know, inter- interesting to know in Jeremiah's mock, McDonald did not go in the first round. Yeah, exactly. I think there's some things with McDonald that we need to know about. I think yeah. there's some things there. I, you know, I think there's some whispers about him as a player, but I'm also hearing whispers. I don't think the Cowboys would are, are bothered by anything that you hear about McDonald. What I don't that, think they what have they ever been bothered by Brian? What have, no, when have they no. been bothered by? Anybody? I don't know. I'm just, man, I was just, you know, there was some, there's some whispers that teams were, I was talking to last night because I mentioned McDonald because I mentioned Dan Quinn and, yeah. and they're like, well, you, you need to check this and you need to check that and you need to check this, but kind of getting word that the Cowboys aren't, bothered by the things you need to check so all you know full steam ahead on will mcdonald all right next question here from john what non-first round player are you certain will be uh, a cowboy come saturday night i'm not certain of any of them but the one maybe i have the best feeling on brian i don't know about you if you're gonna tell me hey who's got the best chance to be a cowboy at any round at any point during the draft uh, I would say I just I really have felt for a long time the connection between Kendra Miller and the Cowboys, the running back from TCU. Yeah, you have been on that one for a while. I I I, I can't I can't disagree with you on that. I, it just it feels like too good of a fit. You know the the fact that he's in the backyard. I'm sure the knee checked out fine for them. Uh, you know the, the Jerry and Steven, they talk highly about all these programs. But they, they, you know, TCU specifically and what they were able to do, Kendry Miller seems like a very much a Dallas Cowboy guy with all the work that they've done on him. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've, I've been telling you guys about him for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. Uh, we love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, it warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, we're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around, and it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot, too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs, and I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, continuing on with our uh, listener mailbag here, our extended listener mailbag. Question from Lonnie. 
What is the difference in Kalijah Kansi and Adetamiwa Adabari's game at defensive tackle, and which would you prefer on the team? Adabari is the defensive is yeah. a defensive end at Northwestern, but he's he's going to be a defensive he's tackle. Projected. Yeah, and then Kalijah Kansi, the undersized defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I I would I would much rather have Kansi is what I would rather have, and I I think that. To me, and we all know this, he's 6'1", he's 281. He, he's he got some of those traits that you would see, the the quickness, the ability to make plays. I mean, you know, the, he does an outstanding job of working up the field. He wins with that quickness in order to get to the ball. He can be so disruptive in the way that he plays, relentless effort, desire. When he just attacks the gap, he gets the job done. He You know, he works the edge as well. Of these linemen, you could see him. He's not going to let him get their their hands on him. He'll chase the ball. He makes his share of plays where he's just always on the move. The lateral quickness, the agility, the redirection. When when he's too far up the field, he could come back. He could come back. He could push the pocket with power. But the best his best pass rush moves comes with the quickness off the ball. So I just really really like him a lot when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to that, you know, when you when you when you start to talk about, you know, the Northwestern kid, it it to me it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of that where okay I'm I'm watching him play edge and then they move him inside and I'm thinking okay man he can't really he can't play the edge as well he's got to play inside he's got to be able to it's a lot of it, traits without a bar a lot, it, it is a yeah. lot of traits. A lot of traits, a lot of traits with the player, and uh, and I'll tell you this though, I mean, he is one of those guys. He's just, he's just so relentless in the way that he that he way he plays, and you know, you could watch him. I mean, he he's got he's a little bit bigger the size that you would probably like as that defensive tackle, but I mean, he is he is one of those guys though too that could be nonstop in the way that the way that he plays. So I I I like. I do, I do like Cansey just a little bit more. Cansey to me is a solid, solid, uh, solid second round of a type of a player, where uh, where Adabari, where I feel like that he is more like. There's a big drop. Like I go Cansey at 33 on my board, and then Northwestern at 67. So, but same, but the same. You know the same, uh, you know same area and the same type of player. Just I think Cansey's just a little bit more of a disruptive player. I I trust him a little bit more. Do you think there's a chance the Cowboys would like Adabari more? I think he fits I, a profile more that they might like. Yeah, I yeah I don't yeah I don't I don't see that being a problem. I'm not I, I'm I not saying they would have him higher, but I'm just saying I think that if you look at their profiles, Adabari looks a lot more like the type of athlete they've wanted on the defensive line. Yeah, I no, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. I just I know with I know with me, you know, to me there's explosive bursts with the guy. I said the same thing, you know, both these guys that could be disruptive. He's got some power in that I mean he's six two, he's two eighty two. I mean he's just a he's a what he's a inch taller and a pound heavier uh or uh uh you know the Northwestern kid. So I mean, I I I kind of feel like that to me that the that long the arms and freak athlete though. Yeah, but there's some there's some things where you watch at a bar where he plays 
and he looks a little stiff. I mean, a little. You feel like you know he's a little stiff, but when he gets in position, he's going to finish. Both guys finish, but he tested. It's amazing how well he tested, you know, in this uh, in this uh, thing. So at the combine. So I think the testing got him in a position to be drafted. I think the the tape is good, but I don't know if it's as good as Cansey's tape. That's kind of where I'm at there. Next question from Christian Conti. If Kincaid, uh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah, and Darnell Wright from Tennessee are both there at 26, who would you pick and who do you think they would pick? I think that I I know I would take Wright – and I think that they might take Kincaid. That's kind of where I think. Do you agree with that? I, I think I think they would take Kincaid. I yeah. would take Kincaid over Wright. I would take Wright. I, I think I think I think they take Kincaid. I can't say that with certainty though, because I mean they they have clearly shown that when they do like an offensive lineman, if they like Darnell Wright enough, if they like him, they've shown that they're willing to to get you know make those sorts of picks on on offensive linemen. They'll spend high capital on that. But I, the thing I do that it is they've shown with late late offensive linemen has been right in their wheelhouse. Dave, Dave, go back. Like we say, we talk about the Travis Fredericks of the world. You know, go back. They've 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 found ways to make those first round linemen work and and work to their advantage. Absolutely, and and that's why if if they grade right well enough, uh, I mean, really, yeah. if you look at the top three four rounds, really. Yeah, Josh Ball hasn't been great, and yeah, they missed on Chaz Green, but otherwise they've hit pretty consistently when they take guys, even if it took a little while, like like Connor McGovern. Yep. Uh, Next question here from Garrett. Can we get a bold draft weekend prediction from each of y'all? Brian, do you have a bold draft weekend prediction? Wow. I haven't given that much of a thought. I mean, a bold – if you got one, go, and maybe it'll jar me to say something here, but – Man, I don't I don't know that there's any I feel like we've got it all kind of mapped out for them. If I was gonna say a bull, a bull there's, been, the there's been a lot of there's been a lot of chatter about the Cowboys could take a, a quarterback spot. I, I think my maybe it's bold, I don't know. I don't think the Cowboys touch quarterback to like maybe the fifth, more like the sixth, seventh. So you're thinking Clayton Toon. I I, I know for a fact that Aiden O'Connell is a is a guy that Mike McCarthy really likes. Yeah. You know, now if now do does Will McClay and Jerry Jones and Steven Jones allow that to be ha- I mean, but I was trying to I was talking with Dane Brugler about the Cowboy mock draft. He says, Hey, I want to give him a quarterback. I said, Where do you got Aiden O'Connell? And he goes, I've already got him gone. And that was in the third round. I don't know if the Cowboys would take Aiden O'Connell in the third round, but Clayton Toon, I think Clayton Toon, you know, fourth, fifth round, they would surely entertain that. I, I still, and I know I've brought up his name a couple times. I like Tyson Badgett from Shepard, and I think he's, I think he's a fun developmental quarterback who, who's got a really impressive arm. So I would, I'd love Badgett on day three at some point as a value pick as a lottery ticket. He's, he's not ready to go. He's not O'Connell. He's not ready to, to, to step in and, and be a backup quarterback. Like right now, like I think O'Connell is, um, I like Jaron Hall there. Yeah. Daniel 
Jeremiah had Jaron Hall way up higher than He's I've seen. Way, way, way higher than which, all of us. which is is his evaluation. I, I don't, I don't mind that. He's put in the work. It's just I was surprised. No, absolutely no, no. I mean, I, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. Okay, how about Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA? I am not a fan. Okay, I, I there are just, I know a lot of people are. I just, I, I have not, I, I have not been a big fan. Of, I know he got a lot of. Uh, where was he? Was he the NFL PA Bowl? Yeah, I think that. I, I think a right lot of that. teams. I, I think a lot of teams started to get excited about him at the NFL PA Bowl. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that he's got a a, a lot of a his lot middle, of his mental his mental clock right takes his mental clock takes him to like one two run. I mean, some of his best plays are just take off and run. You know, I mean, like. He drops back and then he's reading and it's thousand one thousand and he's gone. You know. Yeah. And, to me, what I what I saw what I saw with him was if it's not an easy read, he's yeah. running. He's making a mistake throw. Yeah. And that I those think, are. That's I, my think he, I think he's gotten better though every year. I think he has gotten better every year. He's he, you know he's play, he played forty eight damn games. I mean, he, he yeah. feels like he's been there a hundred years. I think he's. I think he backed up Troy Aikman at UCLA at one time. <laughs> Boy, it's, it's it's the year for old quarterbacks. We got Hendon Hooker and yeah, everybody else. Uh, just before we wrap up here, Brian, I'm going to give you one more chance. We both the other night projected Michael uh-huh. Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, as our pick. Yeah. Have you changed? Do you have a projection for pick 26 that is different than Michael Mayer? I want to believe. Is the uh, Musgrave pick from DJ throwing you off? No, it's not because what name have we not heard at 26? I think realistically, I think realistic, both those tight ends could be gone. I don't know the Musgrave pick. What bothers me is Daniel Jeremiah has him as his 38, what did I say, 38th best player 38. on the board. Yeah. And he's picking him at 26. Do you do you have uh do you have his positional breakdown? No, I don't. I have do you know I just, if he has I, do you know if he has Washington ahead of Musgrave? Oh, hang on here. We could do this. We could sure do that. Hang on. Let me look here with Washington because I got I know. Because if he has Washington, Washington ahead of Musgrave. Okay. He does. He has he does. Washington ahead of Musgrave? He does. He's got. He has them picking Musgrave with Washington on the board. Yeah, I got, I got Musgrave. I got a Washington. I've got him at thirty-seven. Dane has him at thirty, and Daniel Jeremiah has him at thirty-three. He has him five spots ahead of Musgrave, and he still has the Cowboys taking Musgrave. Maybe, maybe they know something, Brian. Yeah, his okay. Let's let me hang on here. Let me let's see what. Let me look at all his tight ends. Hold on one second here. Okay, let me see what he's got on. Okay. Okay, Mayor, I have at 18, Dane has at 19, and Daniel Jeremiah has him at 20. Okay, that's it. How about this one? He's got, I've got Dalton Kincaid at 22, Dane has him at 20, Daniel Jeremiah has him at 9. Man. He's got, He's got Dalton Kincaid in the top 10 on his board. I mean, I, I have Kincaid at 14, I'm not that far off from, but still, that's... Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. So who's who's your pick at twenty six, Brian? Why why am I having visions of Drew Sanders in my head and stuff like that? 
You know, that's not, I mean, I don't think that, look, this is, I, I think this is a year where there, there's zero consensus. There's, there's uh, yeah. the, the closest we've got to a consensus is the name I'm still going to stick with. I, I'm not going to break from it now. There's been too much buzz about it the last two weeks. Michael Mayer tight end from Notre Dame is still going to be my projection. Uh, but Brian, uh, I mean, other than that, I would, I would, I would say if Mayer's there, sure. But I, I, I want to believe that there might be a, a people in that room that would cheer, that would be okay if Mayer were to go ahead of them, and then that got Kincaid to them. That's, I think they're more interested in Kincaid and Musgrave type tight end man than they are interested in, than they're interested in Michael Mayer. I am man. as well. So that'd be great. I'd, I'd be, I'd be so for that. So is it? What's so your pick? It, you got to give me a pick. Don't ride the fence here, Brian. I'm not going to ride the fence. I'm not going to ride the fence. I think that they're. I'm trying to think of who is going to be there. That's what I'm trying to think. Well, here's the thing. Do you uh, think? Do you think? Do you think Mayor gets there? Yes or no? I, I would say I don't think he does. Okay, so think he does. he's off the board. Who's the pick at 26? I think it's going to be Kincaid. I've said so many different things. Okay. I've I've said Bijan Robinson. I've said uh I've said Sanders. I've said, you know, I I'll tell you what, the one I don't hope, I mean the one I, I hope, I do hope that Van Ness goes. I do. Because yeah. I think if Van Ness is at 26, I think there'll be a strong consideration for him at 26. I do. And me personally, I think he's a good player and I hope they're right about him. But man, maybe he's a better player at 26 than he is at 10, you know? But I King K, it's going to be one of the tight ends. It's going to be one of the tight ends. It's know? it's going to be a it's going to be a lot of fun. Remember to tune in all weekend to dallascowboys.com 105 through the fan and you can I'm find one of stream on YouTube and the Twitch. But be sure to tune in especially uh 6:31 p.m. on uh Thursday and then here Brian Oh, I'm kind of thinking maybe. Or are we talking enough about this guy? And then when you hear that, you go, "Oh, okay, that's who it is. That's who Brian's picking." That that's what that's what we'll know, Brian. <laughs> For no, Brian, man, I... I am Bobby Belt. Next time we talk to you guys, we will know uh, how this draft went. And uh, I'll just say, remember this: whether you like the pick or love the pick, hate the pick, whatever else, Cowboys have had a pretty strong track record of hitting these draft picks over the last decade. So. Just give a, have a little faith. Let let these let these guys get on the field. As you told uh, reporters in Philadelphia, Brian, like let's let's see these guys get on the field. Let's give these guys a shot. Okay, let's give these guys a shot. We'll, we'll kill them. So uh, for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Bell. We will talk to you guys again later.